the Bible Study Podcast, episode 555. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 1 Kings 13. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Something interesting is going to happen here in 1 Kings 13. There's a change for the rest of 1 Kings and then on into 2 Kings, where the book has been about kings. That's really what it's called, and it will continue to be about kings, but more so, it will also be about prophets now. Because we've got all of Israel, remember that they have been unfaithful here, starting with Jeroboam, and I've already given you a spoiler, they're going to continue to be unfaithful for 500 years until they go away. And Judah's going to go up and down. And so because of their unfaithfulness, God sends prophets to speak to the people and to tell them to turn around. This is like when you take your airplane and you head it towards the ground and it starts saying, pull up, pull up, pull up. That's what basically is going on is God is saying, you're headed towards disaster, change direction. And he's going to be sending prophet after prophet to do that. And many of them are going to die. Many of them are going to give the ultimate sacrifice. But a lot of the rest of this study will be this tension between the prophets and the kings. And it starts here in 1 Kings 13. The man of God from Judah. By the word of the Lord, a man of God came from Judah to Bethel as Jeroboam was standing by the altar to make an offering. By the word of the Lord, he cried out against the altar, 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 this is what the Lord says. A son named Josiah will be born to the house of David. On you he will sacrifice the priests of the high places who make offerings here and human bones will be burned on you. That same day the man of God gave a sign. This is the sign the Lord has declared. The altar will be split apart, and the ashes on it will be poured out. When King Jeroboam heard what the man of God cried against the altar at Bethel, he stretched out his hand from the altar and said, Seize him. But the hand he stretched out toward the man shriveled up so that he could not pull it back. Also, the altar was split apart and its ashes poured out according to the sign given by the man of God, by the word of the Lord. Then the king said to the man of God, Intercede with your God and pray for me that my hand may be restored. So the man of God interceded with the Lord and the king's hand was restored and became as it was before. The king said to the man of God, Come home with me for a meal and I will give you a gift. But the man of God answered the king, Even if you were to give me half your possessions, I would not go with you, nor would I eat bread or drink water here, for I was commanded by the word of the Lord, You must not eat bread or drink water, or return by the way you came. So he took another road and did not return by the way he had come to Bethel. So this interaction here where Jeroboam is about to sacrifice at these altars that he has set up, these altars that are offensive to God, because he is basically saying that the golden calves that he's put on these altars are the Lord who brought you out of Israel. And he's having people who are not the Levitical priests take part in this. So God sends 
a prophet. And the prophet prophesies against the altar, which splits, and prophesies talking about someone coming in the future named Josiah. And we'll hear more about Josiah, but he is well in the future still. And when they go to grab him, the king puts out his hand and it is shriveled. And it is shriveled until the man of God, whose name we never hear, intercedes with God and prays for him. And then we find out some little interesting piece of information is that the man of God was given some very specific instructions. Don't eat bread or drink water here, and don't go back by the way you came. Now, the king says, you know, come home with me and I'll give you a gift. And that may have been a sincere offer, but it may not have been. Not everybody who tells you things is telling you the truth. And that's true whether it's that email you got, it's true whether it's something you read on the internet, it's true whether it's your favorite news broadcast, it's true whether it's the mail in your inbox from politicians. Sometimes people have other agendas. Remember Jeroboam's agenda from last chapter was not to be faithful to God because he thought it was a threat to his political power. What he wants more than anything else is to hold on to the power he has, these 10 tribes, and he is willing to be unfaithful to God to do it. Do you think he's willing to lie to do it? You betcha. And people today are still sometimes willing to do the wrong thing, to hang on to the power that they have. It continues, Now there was a certain old prophet living in Bethel, whose sons came and told him all that the man of God had done there that day. They also told their father what he had said to the king. Their father asked them, Which way did he go? And his sons showed him which road the man of God from Judah had taken. So he said to his sons, Saddle the donkey for me. And when they had saddled the donkey for him, he mounted it and rode after the man of God. He found him sitting under an oak tree and asked, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? I am, he replied. So the prophet said to him, Come home with me and eat. The man of God said, I cannot turn back and go with you, nor can I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. I have been told by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water there or return by the way you came. The old prophet answered, I too am a prophet, as you are. And an angel said to me, by the word of the Lord, bring back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. But he was lying to him. So the man of God returned with him and ate and drank in his house. While they were sitting at the table, the word of the Lord came to the old prophet who had brought him back. He cried out to the man of God who had come from Judah, This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. You came back and ate bread and drank water in the place where he told you not to eat or drink. Therefore, your body will not be buried in the tomb of your ancestors. When the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the prophet who had brought him back saddled his donkey for him. As he went on his way, a lion met him on the road and killed him, and his body was left lying on the road, with both the donkey and the lion standing beside it. Some people who passed by saw the body lying there with the lion standing beside the body, and they went and reported it in the city where the old prophet lived. 
When the prophet who had brought him back from his journey heard of it, he said, It is the man of God who defied the word of the Lord. The Lord has given him over to the lion, which has mauled him and killed him, as the word of the Lord had warned him. The prophet said to his sons, Saddle the donkey for me, and they did so. Then he went out and found the body lying on the road, and the donkey and the lion standing beside it. The lion had neither eaten the body nor mauled the donkey, so the prophet picked up the body of the man of God, laid it on the donkey, and brought it back to his own city to mourn for him and bury him. Then he laid the body in his own tomb, and they mourned over him and said, Alas, my brother. After burying him, he said to his sons, When I die, bury me in the grave where the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the message he declared by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel and against all the shrines on the high places in the towns of Samaria will certainly come true. Even after this, Jeroboam did not change his evil ways, but once more appointed priests for the high places from all sorts of people. Anyone who wanted to become a priest, he consecrated for the high places. This was the sin of the house of Jeroboam that led to its downfall and to its destruction from the face of the earth. This is a weird story because you get two people who are prophets. One of them is also a liar and gets the other one killed. (laughs) The prophet is told from Judah, whatever you do, don't eat, drink here, or go back in the same road. Very clear, came from God, simple instructions. And the other prophet says, oh, no, 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 it's not a problem. Come back with me. Because I saw an angel and the angel said, it's okay for you to eat and drink. He was lying. (laughs) We don't know why. He mourns this guy as if he hadn't been the one responsible for getting him killed. Now, getting him killed may be as simple as, God knew that if he delayed by eating and drinking, he would be there at the time the lion happened. It doesn't have to be that God sent the lion, but certainly if he had followed the instructions of God, he wouldn't have died. And the bizarre thing here is the other prophet, the old prophet, knows that he told the truth, knows that he's sent from God, knows what he's not supposed to do, in essence, traps him and then doesn't seem to feel sorry about him and yet mourns for him and wants to be buried with him. It's a strange, strange story. But I wonder if that old prophet also has some split loyalties. If there's a reason why he is basically luring this guy to his death, which is what it turns out to be. Just because you hear the Lord doesn't mean you do the right thing. And if you don't believe me, remember Lucifer, who falls from heaven. Even though he heard the word of the Lord, he wanted something else. He wanted the power for himself. So even though Jeroboam heard the word of the Lord in terms of what you need to do, what you need to do to have your dynasty last, he is disobedient. Even though the man of God from Judah heard clear instructions, he trusts someone else who is lying to him. Sometimes people lie, and they do so for complicated reasons that you may never, ever know. I'll bet someone lied to you today or this week 
And it may have been a friend, it may have been a family member, it may have been a politician, it may have been someone in the news, but it happens. And we need to use discernment. And we need to make that which is clear inform that which is unclear. If you get a direct word of the Lord, you know, test it, but then follow it. And if you don't, one of the reasons we come to the Bible is to understand the direction that God is wanting our lives to go and that we can test things against. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.